On 22nd May 1994, Kigali Airport and Kanombe Military Camp were captured by the RPF Ngotanyi in what was a major milestone in their liberation struggle. This prompted Cindy Kubgabo to reach out to French President Mitterrand requesting additional urgent help and falsely explained that his troops had withdrawn from the airport due to insufficient ammunition. During the last few days of May, killers began to realize they were losing the battle to the RPF forces and many began to flee from Kigali towards Jitarama and Ruhengeri. They continued to kidnap and kill Tutsis on their way. On Saturday, May 21, 1994, RTLM urged to kill the lair. The ex-FAR fired on Unimer headquarters. On May 22, 1994, Kigali Airport and Kanombe Camp were taken by RPF. The capture of the Kanombe Airport and military camp is one of the great successes of the campaign against the genocide undertaken by the RPF in Hotani. On the same day, Theodore Cindy Kubgabo wrote to President François Mitterrand that his troops had withdrawn from the airport because of insufficient ammunition. He thanked him for the support and asked him for urgent help. Massacres of Tutsis at Chijeme Hospital, Nyamagabe. Chijeme Hospital is located in Nyamagabe District, Kasaka Sector, in Chijeme Cell. On April 7, 1994, the killers started to massacre Tutsis in Mudasomwe Commune. Chijeme Hospital received eight wounded staff of Imujeko who worked in Mudasomwe and more injured people from Chitabi Tea Factory. On April 13, 1994, several other wounded Tutsis from Rukondo Commune where the Tutsi had taken refuge at Adeper Maheresho, started to arrive at the hospital. The injured people were so many that the hospital was obliged to call back staff who were on leave, as well as interns, to help the injured. During that time, although those who were injured were helped, some of them were taken away secretly to be killed after being treated. In addition, there was a car that used to come at night and take Tutsis who had been brought in for treatment falsely claimed to have taken them to Murambi to keep their security, but they were killed at Mumba Roadblock. On May 22, 1994, on Pentecost Day at around 6 a.m., Inyeramwe attacks from Mudasomwa, center of Kijeme, Katchazo, and other places came. They carried Tutsis, who were still alive, along with their caretakers and some Tutsi doctors who worked there and took them near the hospital's kitchen to be killed. Those who survived were hidden in the corners and under the beds, especially in the private rooms, because the attackers did not enter. After killing them, Prefect Wichibaruta Laurent, accompanied by Brugmese Semakwavu and Captain Sebuhura Faustin, came. The survivors of that attack were taken in a car to Murambi, where many Tutsis were killed. Among those taken there were the injured. They knew that they would not get doctors or food. Till now, the known victims killed at the hospital are about 29, but the death toll is more than that because the identities of the injured people who were brought on a daily basis were not known. Those who were involved in the killings included Tukwajiramungu Edson, who was the director of the hospital, Philippe, who was a businessman in the center of Chijeme, Zimbabwe, who was the driver of the Anglican Archbishop Kayumba Normand, Gasana Venust was a businessman, Kamuji Christophe, Mukono, son of Karamaje, Chibuye, Munyenwai Rodrigue, Mutiganda Everest, Ngoga, he was from Gasarenda, Mbiriji, Munyenwai, who was sentenced by the Kachacha courts and died in prison, Minani, Niraneza, some of the guards who included Karuranga David, 
the Inheramge and other Hutu residents. In early May, the killers came up with a plan to kill Tutsis who had not yet been killed and then said that peace was restored and that they would no longer kill women and girls because they had no ethnicity. At that time, many Tutsis, mostly women and children, came out of hiding from their homes and bushes for about two weeks and some started to carry out household activities in the homes of their hosts. Others started going to Kayenzi church. Before killing them, the killers gathered Tutsis at a place called CND at about 4 p.m. Victims were first raped by all killers one by one. Then Kanuso and his brother, both sons of Karajizo, suggested that there was a good way of torturing them using an iron as they had done it to the Tutsis at the University of Butari. Hence, they took the iron with charcoal. Lini, the killer, heated them up and started burning Tutsi private parts like the breasts, the thighs and the genitals. While burning them, they were accusing them of illegal possession of firearms and a radio which they used to communicate with Nghotanyi and that their parents used to go to Chinihira and so on. Because of pain, some of the girls and women, like Muka Amanzi, Ularia, and Ataria, daughter of Mnyanyindi, admitted that they had them. So, they first took them to Raria's house and dug up the garden, but they could not find any gun and again took them to Ataria's home in Gaji where they also didn't find any firearms. As the killers walked with the girls that night, the latter were naked and the whole body was suffering from iron bands. Since they did not find guns at Ataria's home, they decided to kill them at Mnyanhindi's house. They dumped them in a pit latrine at that house. Some of the victims of the scene were identified as Mukamanzi, Ularia, Ataria, Kanakuze, Mukanyonga, Rosette, and others. Many Tutsis were killed that day, but the above-mentioned ones were seriously tortured. The perpetrators included Kanusu, his brother, and Lini. They were part of a big attack, but these were the ones who were at the forefront. On 25th to 30th May 1994, acceleration of Tutsi extermination in areas not yet liberated by the RPF. On May 25th 1994, the criminal government, led by Jean Kambanda, issued written instructions to all prefects giving them the directions to accelerate the extermination of Tutsis. The instructions were included in the so-called Autodéfense Civile program, meaning civilian self-protection, which was intended to intensify the mobilization of Hutus by urging them to join the genocide plan, falsely claiming it was a kind of auto-defense. They had made up a lie that Tutsis, who had not yet been killed, had established brigades all over the country and trained by Nghotanyi to kill the Hutus. The second major feature of the instructions was the establishment of modalities to be applied while distributing weapons, grenades, ammunition, and machetes to areas where there were still Tutsis like Nvisesero, where they were still defending themselves using their traditional weapons. The ministers were instructed to travel to the prefectures not yet liberated by the RPF Ngotani forces to announce the killing's instructions and join forces with the criminal government soldiers and gendarmes to provide necessary equipments to accelerate the genocide. Minister of Information, Eliezer Nitejeka and Eduard Karimera, who was the Minister of Interior Administration, were given a mission to accelerate the killings of Tutsis in Chibuya Prefecture. Eliezer Nitejeka and Eduard Karimera were prosecuted by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and were convicted of genocide crimes and sentenced to life in prison. Eliezer Nitejeka died in prison in Mali on March 28, 2018, while Eduard Karimera died in detention in Senegal 
on August 31, 2020. As for the minister, Kalix Nzawonimana, the former minister of the youth and organizations, was given special mission to continue leading the massacres of Tutsis in Jitarama prefectures. Nzabonimana was also tried by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda, ICTR, and sentenced to life imprisonment on May 31, 2012. Butare Prefecture was in the hands of Pauline Nyiramasuhuko, the former Minister of Family Promotion, who was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 47 years in prison. Before the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda, ICTR, the former Prime Minister of the Genocidal Government, Jacques Ombanda pleaded guilty to the crimes committed in the context of civil self-defense during the genocide against the Tutsi, indicating that this program was of a criminal character planned by his government with the aim of exterminating Tutsis. On May 27, 1994, some of the high-ranking ex-FAR soldiers, including Captain François Munirangabo, split from those who are committing genocide. Captain Munirangabo seized a government-owned plane which had taken to Dar es Salaam and took it to Nairobi and announced that he had joined the RPF in Hotani to continue the struggle for the national liberation. He was reinstated in the new national army. On May 29, 1994, RPF in Hotani forces captured the city of Nyanza and rescued few Tutsis who had not been killed. The next day, on May 30, 1994, RPF in Hotani forces captured Ruhango city. The criminal government forces realized the RPF Ngotani forces were putting pressure on the former and defeated them day by day, forcing the genocidal government to call on the United Nations to help them negotiate with the RPF Ngotani. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kwibuka Podcast. As always, make sure you leave us a review sharing what you like about the podcast, and share with others who would be interested in listening.